When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Justin Michael, and today I was able to catch up with Brendan Vogue of the DNVR Nuggets beat, also part of the DNBA show. And I just kind of picked his brain on David Roddy, his pro prospects, all of it. Did the same thing with Harrison Wind of the DNVR Nuggets beat last week, so it was just fun to get a different perspective. Um, Obviously had another podcast earlier today where I talked about David Roddy's workout with the Raptors, um, kind of where I see his game translating at the next level. If he were to come back, what I think he would need to work on, all that type of stuff. Um, And then I power ranked the quarterbacks in the Mountain West Conference heading into 2022. So go check that out if you missed it. Also, check out my podcast from Sunday where I played some audio from my Q&A with Jay Norvell for the Green and Gold Report, which will print this August. And uh, Norvell just kind of gave some insight into you know, what it's like being a coach at the G5 level in 2022, uh, how hard it is to recruit in the NIL world, and just how drastically things have changed in a, in a short time. And you know, Norvell kind of makes it clear that he thinks we're, we're teetering here on the edge and that, you know, the lack of parity is a real issue. And I, I don't really see how anybody can look at the state of college football and, and feel differently. Before we get to the interview with Brendan, again, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. Got to shout out the homies over at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Guys, the NBA playoff action is nonstop over at DraftKings. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs, do it with the DraftKings Same Game Parlay. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and boom, you've got an even bigger shot or better shot at a bigger payout. Excuse me. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs. Get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Again, that promo code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, joining me on the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We've got a fun guest today. We've got Brendan Vogue of DNVR Nuggets, the DNVA, uh, DNBA show, excuse me, doing some DNVR Rocky stuff. He's all over the place. Brendan, how's it going, my man? You enjoying summer? Yeah, man, enjoying summer, staying busy at DNVR, but that's fine by me, brother. Happy to be here on uh, on your program as well. I kind of like that, to be honest. Like right now is the deadest time for me in terms of content. It's like the end of July, basically to the end of March Madness, and then into spring ball is kind of like my nine to tenth month period where everything is just crazy. And right now, I'm kind of just like I 
I don't really know what to talk about. Like, thank God I have David Roddy to talk about four times a week, or it'd be a, it'd be kind of interesting. Before we get into this, though, real quick, I wanted to ask. I saw on Twitter you were posting a link for a couple of dogs, a quarter and quickly. Have we found a forever home for them yet? Not yet, man. And they're they're through Rocky Mountain uh, Rescue. So I appreciate you asking. They do a uh, an event every Saturday at the Peco in Arvada. So whether it's Quigley and Qu- or Quarter or some other pups, uh, if you're looking for a new best friend, strongly recommend finding one that way. You can check that out at uh, rmpuppyrescue.org. They got a lot of stuff. Like Brennan said, they do weekly events. You can foster puppies, adopt puppies. Anything that you can do to help is great. I, my girlfriend and I rescued a dog and it's the uh, greatest thing I ever did. I love that dog to death. Um, yep. But yeah, go check that out if you are available. I'm curious though, just let's just jump right into it. What are your thoughts on David Roddy? Like I, I can't imagine CSU basketball as a team that you watched a whole lot of before last year. What stood out to you about him? Is he somebody you enjoyed watching? Uh, I mean, yeah. Harrison mentioned Harrison's a CU grad and he's like, I found myself watching every CSU game just because I enjoyed Roddy so much. He was the most compelling part of the collegiate season for me from either school. Just a really fun uh, guy to watch play, especially coming from the Nuggets perspective. These are very different players, so bear with me. But Jokic has taught us a lot about understanding the value of someone who understands the game and and maybe you know where they're lacking in some athleticism at times. There's just impact everywhere because they understand this game that they're playing. And I think Roddy on both sides of the ball fits into that description really nicely. Just, he was a special college player this past year. And uh, I'm hoping some of that translates, man. I'm glad you brought that up because I have kind of talked about that in the past, just that it, it does seem like in 2022, NBA teams are, are much more in li- uh, inclined to take a chance on somebody who's unique, who's, you know, no, he's not 6'9 and, you know, can't jump over the backboard, but, you know, he's a 44% three-point shooter that played one through five and ran the offense, was guarding centers, was guarding point guards at times. I just, I feel like there's a role in the NBA for Roddy. Do you, do you see his game translating? Some of it, for sure. I do think we're in a really interesting time with, I actually think this finals matchup is a good prism through which we can view this conversation. The Celtics, in a lot of ways, are the poster team for this. Everyone needs to be 6'7", 6'8", hyper-athletic, and, and you just switch everything defensively. And then Golden State, who has a Draymond Green type, who has really transformed the way we've looked, and, and this will apply to Roddy, we used to use the, the term tweener as a negative term, almost entirely negative. And I think Draymond's kind of changed the way we look at some of these forwards who, okay, they don't jump out of the gym, but between IQ, defensive prowess, and then just the little things, you know, he's just just smart basketball players, good leaders, eyes open kind of stuff. There's a role for guys like that. And I think right now, again, going back to that Jokic thing as well, I would imagine pro personnel are sort of more inclined to give the benefit of the doubt to those less, less athletic studs. On, on the other hand, what would concern you about Roddy's game if you were, you know, considering taking him as an NBA team? It's the, it's the other side of the sword, right? It's the same thing. I mean, there's so many ways he could be a winning player in the right culture. But the hardest thing to do with Roddy right now is say, he's going to play this position. He's going to play this role. Um, I think it's something that 
you know, it's, it's hard to put them in a box and that can be a wonderful thing. You know, part like playing outside of your position is in trend in the NBA right now. But again, when you're trying to evaluate bringing someone in, it's it's easier when you can shove guys into archetypes and say, okay, how does that fit into what we're doing? No, I think you nailed it. I mean, that's kind of the point I've been trying to make these last couple of days is I think Roddy has the talent to play in the NBA. I think he's athletic mm-hmm. enough to play in the NBA. I think he's smart enough to play in the NBA it's kind of hard to forecast exactly what he is going to be doing. Now, I think, I think he's probably best suited to be like a guy that shoots threes guards along the wing, occasionally comes along in the paint, but at, you know, six, five and a half, six, six, I'm not sure I see a world where I, I don't, he gets compared to Draymond a lot and I get it, but like Draymond's six, eight, six, nine. And I just, I don't know if it's going to be the same deal, like in the post, you know? Sure. And one of the greatest, and one of the of best defenders right? to ever play. Right. Yeah. It's it's one thing to be cut from a cloth, but to be, yeah. you know, you know, the, the cream of the crop is different. So I have some of those same concerns. I wonder too uh, about a guy like Desmond Bain, who we've seen succeed so well in Memphis. And he was a guy who, you know, remembering the draft talk, you couldn't necessarily pin down one thing he he was tremendous at. Maybe the shot. I mean, he shot so well at the college level. But there were questions about those mechanics as well, how would it extend to the NBA level? I viewed him as more of just a winner than a specialist in any one category. And we're seeing that in, in Memphis already. Roddy, to me, again, slightly different players, but something similar there in what is Roddy's best skill? I don't know, man. He helps you win basketball games. He's just one of those guys. I, I'd want him on my team. I know that. And obviously, I mean, in the Mountain West, he's able to uses stature and kind of like physically imposed defenders in a way that he's not going to be able to do sure. at the next level. But at the same time, that strength, that unique athleticism, like a football background and all this stuff, even though he's six, five, he's not going to get bullied by guys that are six, eight, six, nine either. So it's just, I don't know, like the, the things that people use against him, like, Oh, he needs to lose weight. I'm like also, but that's kind of what makes him unique. I, sure, I don't know. Sure. He's just a really hard player to forecast, but I'm very interested to see how this all plays out. I mean, he has until midnight on June 1st to officially make this decision. I guess we should say it's Tuesday, May 31st at 3.30 when we are officially having this conversation. I mean, there's a chance but by the time I publish this, he'll have already said I'm coming back to school or I'm staying in the draft, but just kind of wanted to throw that out there. Um, a couple of the teams that he has worked out for so far include Denver, uh, Indiana, Orlando, Houston, and Toronto today. Out of those teams, again, Denver, Indiana, Orlando, Houston, Toronto. Do any of those teams sound like a potentially decent fit to you? Toronto, to me, it seems like a really toronto pick. I mean, first of all, I just trust them to develop any player. You know, trust Masai's eye for talent. But also, they've done a lot of interesting things with, again, is he the prototype, you know, specimen physically for this type of basketball no but they love their forwards who are versatile defensively that they can just sort of throw out there in any combination of lineups feel comfortable about the way they're guarding two three and four just you know again like is he he, he's not the longest dude but he's so versatile defensively has a high enough iq that i just that is a system i could see him hitting the ground and running in and you'll find ways to be creative with him offensively you know he's He's eventually going to settle into a role, but he's, 
I, I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice if you look at him at just three and D, right? I think he's yeah, a I smarter agree. player than that offensively, and there are ways to extract value. And Toronto's a good good team in, in that regard. And they're just like a winning franchise. I don't know. Like they've they've been able to kind of find these Roddy types where like Fred sure. Van Fleet, for instance, who, you know, coming out of Wichita State, everyone's just kind of like, I don't know, he's a little small. Like, yeah, he was great, but is it going to translate? Toronto takes a chance on him and now he's been one of their more impactful players. Sure. The tough part with Toronto, they only have the 33rd pick, um, which, I mean, that could definitely be in the, in the area where Roddy would be going, you know, early second round, late first round, middle of the second round, somewhere in there. They'd have to fall in love with him, though. I guess, like, you know, the other benefit is sure. you know, Orlando has 32 and 35 on top of one. Indiana has 31 and 58. Houston has three and 17. Denver and Toronto, they only have one pick each. I feel like Denver and Toronto, though, although I don't know if the the minutes would be there in Denver the way they potentially could be in like an Orlando, for instance. At least you're sure. you're ending up with an organization you trust. And my big fear, just as somebody that knows like Roddy personally and is rooting for him, although I do think he could carve out a role in Orlando, it's just kind of like one of those franchises that seems to be in purgatory infinitely. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to list places, you're talking about his development, wanting the best for him. The Magic are not near the top of that list. Yeah, definitely true. Would love Denver, Toronto. The Denver thing's interesting. Um, how do you how do you see? Do you think Denver could use him right away next year? Because I think that's how they're viewing this pick. Let's get a guy that can play basketball for us. Tunic, <sighs> maybe I don't. Denver's yeah. roster is constructed really weird right now because you don't really know yeah. what like the future holds with like Jeff Green and Jamichael Green and Michael Porter. And they're just kind of like in this weird limbo situation with all the forwards until you kind of know like who's healthy and who's going to be a part of this. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I, I don't see Denver taking him. I have heard that Calvin Booth really likes David Roddy. That's something I heard halfway through the season. I heard it consistently yeah. throughout you know, through this process. I do think they like him. But I agree. And also, as my, I love Ruddy. 21's probably a little steep for him and what's, yeah. you know, a pretty yeah. deep class. It's a, we'd be talking about buying back into that second round, I think. Um, and maybe that'd be worth it. And, maybe that, and there's always the fun element, too, of just him sticking around in Colorado. Obviously, sticking around with DNVR. We'd love that. But, yeah, again, like he's, he's, he's a second round kind of guy to think, right? That's how I'm viewing him now. So what do you think the chances are he, he stays in this draft? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it seems like it's going to come right down to it. The interest is certainly there. I just think it's going to come down to, you know, these contender teams like early in the second round who are, are they looking for a piece that's going to take them over the hump now? Or are they looking for a guy that can develop? You got to consider all of that. For Roddy, I think it's just going to come down to, is he going to get a guaranteed deal or not? Because I think if he's going to get a guaranteed deal, you kind of have to go. Like there's no guarantee yeah. that it would be there next year. The The counter is... He was so good last year outside of refining his ball handling, becoming a little bit better post defender. I don't know how he improves his game that much to where his draft stock is like right. all of a sudden next year, he's like a top 20 prospect unless he just right. like, at, you know, it's like a national player of the year type deal, you know, like right. 30 points a game. CSU goes to the elite eight or something. I just, but it's not like his measurables are going to change. Right. Yeah. yeah and now you're a year older yeah. and he's only, he's a very young 21. Like he just turned 21. So you're not panicking about his age or anything. If he's 22 next year, but 
teams do consider that, right? No, definitely. I mean, it's currently, and this can be overstated, but it, it's already currently, I think, a knock against him, right, in the pros and cons of drafting right now. So certainly doesn't get better if he sticks around. do wonder if he's a guy where maybe it looks like he's going to drop far enough. Like, is there a, a appealing enough NIL deal, you know, that keeps him around? I don't know, but I, I would imagine he's probably going pro. My gut says he probably goes pro as of now. I kind of came into this process thinking he'd be back. Um, then I went completely the other way as he like kind of rose up people's draft boards and people were falling in love with them. Now, I, I do see a scenario where he could come back just because CSU is such a, so many veterans. Like if he comes back, they're in position to be a top 25 team, make the tournament, like do another run. Like you mentioned, there's NIL money. I think there is an argument to where like that's, better than being in the G league. Like, I, I don't know if playing, you know, in the G league on games that are only on YouTube, like going bus to bus in these little towns, if that's that much better than a college basketball experience, but it's a tough call. I, I don't, I don't envy him in, in that situation. That's for sure. Yeah. He's kind of, he's almost neither here nor there. You know what I mean? It's like in terms of, it makes complete and total obvious sense to do one or the other, but uh, I'm in, I'm really interested to see what he does with his pro career because, again, I, I I think we're in a time where if you know what you're doing, you know you know how to read the floor on both ends of the floor. There 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 is a way for you to break all of these sort of draft kind of tropey weaknesses that people want to put on you, and and they're reasonable questions with him, and they'll they'll be why he's not a first round pick. But again. Is he a kind of guy who's going to add up to something more than the sum of his parts if he's in a place like Toronto? You know, I'm, I'm definitely hopeful that's the case. Me too, man. Like, selfishly, as a CSU guy, obviously, I want him to come back because that elevates CSU ceiling. You know, as a writer, obviously, I'm a content creator about the same. All that stuff, it all makes sense for me. If he comes back, it's going to be more fun. But he's just a good dude, man. Like, yeah, having gotten to know him and... Having been around plenty of other, you know, quote unquote stars who, for the record, didn't have nearly as much talent as David does and walked around, you know, like their shit doesn't sure. stink. Like he's just, yeah, he's a breath of fresh air. And I, I, I think that's going to help his cause throughout all this too. He's going to interview really well. Like there's not mm-hmm. going to be a coach or GM that walks away from an interview with David Roddy and is questioning, you know, is he intelligent enough? You know, is he going to be a locker room? They'll just, oh my God, like I want this guy on my team. Someone will take that flyer, and and you and you should, right? And it, it will be a flyer, but it will be one where you feel there's a chance there are real returns on this. I I think he's a guy who, you know, it's it's almost ironic. There are all these ways where physically he might not quite fit the pro bill, but then in every other way he seems to, you know, and, and including those intangibles. So I'm excited to see what he does with the opportunity. Me too, man. It's just cool that. CCSU be on the map, you know, they, it's not a program historically that has sent a lot of players to the NBA. I mean, Jason Smith's really kind of an outlier there. I'm curious before you came to, to Colorado and Denver, like, had you ever heard of CSU? Heard of it? Yeah. But like, cause I played college video games, you know, I had no, no context for it. Not like a cultural footprint I was picking up on. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, Roddy has been the most attention. I have paid to the pro- to any program at that school for any reason. I mean, it makes sense since you've been here. It's been pretty tough. Obviously, Trey McBride was really exciting, but Steve Adazio football teams well. were uh, well. 
<laughs> that was just a brutal <laughs> experience. <laughs> there were times last like October, November, where I'd be just driving up to Fort Collins and like in the back of my mind, just like, this is going to be a terrible 12 hours, but. Um... <laughs> All right, we'll get right back to that interview with Brendan momentarily, but Breckenridge Brewery, the hometown craft beer of your Colorado avalanche is celebrating this historic winning season with people who have supported this community through such a challenging year. And they're doing it by gifting Avs tickets to a pair of community stars each home game through the playoffs, even the Stanley Cup Finals. We invite you to nominate a stellar community member and Avs fan who should get the chance to celebrate at a playoff game this season. Each home game, we're going to hook up a fan and a friend with tickets, gear to match, and of course, the drink of the season, Avalanche Ale. Breckenridge Brewery will also donate a portion of all proceeds of sales from the Avalanche Ale uh, throughout the playoffs to the Community Fund Boulder County, which benefits the Marshall Fire victims. Visit breckbrew.com to nominate a community star and send them to an Avs playoff game. Also, check out the Breck Brew Locator, which will find the closest liquor store, grocery store, whatever near you that sells all of Breckenridge's delicious options. It's the summer. I love their sours. You know, maybe you're going with the Mountain Beach by the pool. Maybe you're going with, they just dropped a summer shandy. Heads up, line and cool ghoul. They're coming for you. It's so good, guys. It's so good. I love the hard sodas. I really love it all. I know you will, too. Check out the Breck Brew Locator. Find the closest location near you. And again, go to uh, breckbrew.com to nominate a community star and send them to an abs playoff game. Thank you for coming on, man. It's always fun to shoot the breeze with you, talk a little bit of hoops. Uh, before I let you go, I got to ask you two things. One, yeah. what was your impression of Fort Collins when you came up for the Spano wedding last year? And have mm. you been back since? And then two, mm. who wins the NBA finals? Okay. Uh, loved Fort Collins. Was impressed. Saw it on a, a beautiful day. So there was a good vibe. Um, quick little thunderstorm, but it passed. Uh, I haven't been back, though. I do want to go. Um, I'm trying to hang out at Eric's childhood home. For no other reason. We got to arrange something up there because here's the thing. I won't throw shade on Boulder. I enjoy Boulder. It's a fun town to go to. CU's campus is gorgeous. Sure. Fort Collins is just like the epitome of what a college town should be. Like there's good beer everywhere, local restaurants. It's pretty, it's open, it's nice people. Like it's just, Mm. it's a great vibes all together. It's a good pitch, man. I definitely want to come back. I definitely want to come back. As to your second question, um, Dubs and five, baby. I hate the Celtics. I just, I'm so sad they're in the finals, and uh, I don't think they're that good. And I'm really excited for the Dubs to beat them. So there's my pick. I will. I, I saw that the Celtics are the only team in the Steve Kerr era to own a winning record against the Warriors. Yeah, I'm wrong. They're actually very good, but I'm hating. No, I get so, it. Yeah. Fuck Boston and all elements. That's right. I, I, That's right. I will be rooting for the Warriors, although it feels weird to like. Doesn't it? I don't know. They're they're it's just easier, as big though. of a brand at this point. At least they have Steph Curry, though. Like he's likable and Jordan. Poole yeah, is with, fun with, without and, Kevin Durant, it's different. You know, I'm like, okay, that's true. That's a good guys. distinction. They're awesome. They're fun to watch. You could say the same thing about the Celtics, but I just refused it. So. <laughs> I think they match up well on the perimeter. That's where I think it gets interesting. Um, I'm going to say this. I'm, I don't know who wins, but I think it goes six or seven games. Um, no, I know that's no. cop out. Brendan, thank you for coming on, man. Um, thank again, you, man. Go check out Rocky Mountain Puppy Rescue in Arvada. 
go save some puppies. We'll share it on Twitter, get that information back out. And uh, we'll see what happens with David Roddy in the NBA draft. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly Then drink it like juice The water's the truth So I sip on that too Skinny looking kid With no car keys Like the only thing I drive Is RCRV He's got the stash Like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly like-